to People Like Us, a podcast for and about third culture kids everywhere. I'm Jen Mohindra. I'm also a TCK and I have a Facebook group for TCK adults called, unsurprisingly, People Like Us. So, good morning. Um, today I'm joined by Lisa Lee. Thank you very much for joining me on today's episode of People Like Us. How are you doing, Lisa? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. So, jumping straight into it, um, as a TCK, where did you grow up? Um, I was born in Taiwan, and our well, after that, my our entire family moved to Canada when I was eight. I lived there for like four years. And then I spent my teenage years in Taiwan. And then I went to college in the States. And I did my master's degrees in England. So yeah, it's a little bit about my background story. Ah, so where, whereabouts in England? That's obviously of interest to me because I live in London. <laughs> <laughs> I live in the Midlands, which is Coventry, you know. Uh, okay. so, yeah, Coventry Cathedral and Lady Godiva and like things like mm -hmm. that. And then they have like, I guess their weather is a little bit humid. Rains a lot. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah that, that, that's kind of typical England, I guess. So, mm -hmm. both then, Taiwan to Canada. How was that for you? What, what are your memories of that move? Um... How was that for me? Well, in the beginning, I had a little bit of a culture shock because I, when I was there, I noticed the, the things that I noticed the most, I'm actually a little bit different compared to others. So some people find it like hard to approach foreigners. But when I first moved to Canada, I noticed people there were extremely friendly. And they were like so nice to a point that they will go out of their way to help you. And then they're very curious about where you're from, but not in an intrusive way. In Taiwan, the culture there, people are very quiet and like reserved and they kept to themselves. So it's like, I noticed people are very outgoing in Canada. So that was a fun experience for me growing up. Mm -hmm. yeah. what, whereabouts in Canada? I lived in Mississauga for two years and then I, then after that I moved to Vancouver. Oh, okay. Another with two. Vancouver. Yeah. Vancouver was quite a, um, a mild, climate compared to yeah. Canada. I definitely enjoy the climate there a lot better. They have like the Victoria Islands, yeah. they're really, really nice beaches, you know, and then a lot of places you can go. Yeah. And so then after Canada, you went back to Taiwan. At, at what age was that move? I was 12 when I moved back to Taiwan. Okay. And, and how was that move for you? That was kind of difficult because I experienced a lot of like reverse cultural shock. I guess you would say that because I was born in Taiwan. But uh, growing up, I was kind of like a teenager. So I, when I first moved back, I wear like short, very short pants and shirts. And people are like, why does she dress like that? Because people in Canada are more casual and they don't have any problem with like wearing clothes that are a little bit more, you know, casual. And, and then she's, they were really surprised like, oh, why is she not afraid of the cold? Because when we came moved back, it was in the winter time, and then there's a lot of culture shock where like when I interact with people, there's a lot of like, customs, like Taiwanese customs, like you have to call people by their title and their name, and you have to, to call this person uncle and auntie. There's a lot of rules, 
and mm -hmm. dining rule, dining advocacy and everything. And I wasn't able to like, in the beginning, I didn't understand it. So I kind of had trouble like uh, fitting in, in a way. So it made me a little bit sad because in the beginning I had trouble making friends. Yeah. Mm. I posted um, not so long ago on um, a couple of Facebook groups for TCKs asking about the, um, the hardest move that people had experienced. And the, the majority came back saying that the most difficult move had been between the age of about 12 to 14. So, uh -huh. so that, that ties in with your move and particularly what you say about the um, reverse culture shock. How did you find um, being at school? Um, well, a lot of people in my situation, like, because I was 12, and a lot of people move back. They go to, like, American Academy. Or in this case, in Taiwan, there's also, like, European schools, which cater to all international students. I went to a regular school. I didn't do any of that. So for me, it was, like, 10 times more difficult. The people I was dealing with, they're just Taiwanese, so they don't understand me sometimes. So they're like, oh, why do you... Why do you think like this? Or why are you so outgoing? Why do you go around making friends with everybody? Because in Taiwan, there's a rule. You can't make friends with certain type of people or like if you want to make friends with people, you have to ask first. And you know, there's a lot of rules when it comes to that stuff. So uh, the, my biggest um, issue I have is language barrier. Because when I first moved back, I didn't speak Chinese that well. So that was a really difficult time for me. And then obviously making friends that was also a challenge and academic wise was uh hard for me as well so yeah those are a few things so so what sort of techniques did you have to try and fit in at that time uh, techniques i think at that time like my situation was very unique. If you heard of it, it's, I'm probably the only person with this kind of story. So I moved back to Taiwan in May. So I actually didn't graduate. Well, I actually graduated, but I, I got a diploma like in Canada. But instead of, you know, leaving in June, I left in May because my parents wanted me to go to a regular Chinese school, not go to the American Academy. But that's their reasoning. So in the summertime, when everyone is like having fun, you know, going into all these like summer camps and theme parks, I was actually studying. So I self-taught myself for four years because I missed four years of Chinese schooling. Like, so I, I taught myself uh, Chinese, math, physics, all kinds of subjects, world mm -hmm. history. And that's how I picked up on everything. And then, so it only took me like three years and a half, three, three and a half years to pick up four years of my studies, where usually kids, it takes them about four years, but I don't recommend it at home for anybody because this is not, this doesn't, this is not, might not work for others. So mm -hmm. I did okay, because I, I just self-taught myself. And then we, I just get all the, all the textbooks and I, I study really, really hard and just try to like pick up on everything, so. Wow, that's, that's one way to cope with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, that, that's really disciplined. Yeah. And um, you mentioned the language there. So coming back to Taiwan and you, your Chinese wasn't so good. How, how did you manage with that? Um, I guess we have, a, my mom um, got me like a, a after school, like tutoring and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then we go to Chinese schools and we, we like go to different cram schools and just 
get myself picked up on Chinese. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then when you're immersed in the culture, eventually you pick up on it. So yeah, yeah. The best the best way to um, learn a language is with complete immersion. I think. <laughs> yeah, same as you. And did you have um, siblings growing up? No, I'm, I'm like the only child. Okay. So after Taiwan then, um, onto the US, how was that for you? Um, it was pretty, uh, for me it was like, in a sense, it was like going back home. I know that some people might, it might be hard for some people to understand because I used to live in Canada for four years and I feel very at home. I feel like everybody is like very nice and it feels like I live in a tight-knitted community, like a family. So when I moved to America, there was no like adjustment issues or anything. It's just, oh, I'm I'm going back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then uh, in a sense, people are very confused because they don't know how to define me. When they talk to me, they think I'm an American, but then I tell them I'm an international student. And they're like, what? And then when I'm in Canada, people will think I was born in Canada. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm born in Taiwan. So they're like, what are you? And then when I'm in Taiwan, people will be like, are you Taiwanese? Because I have people ask me, you don't look Taiwanese. And then there are people, they assume Taiwanese people don't speak English. So it's like, uh, okay, so what are you? But I told them I'm born in Taiwan. So people are all confused. And so with, with whichever country I go to, Everyone thinks I'm something else, so I get okay. used to it eventually. Yeah. Well, always the foreigner then. Yeah, I'm always the foreigner. <laughs> I always see things from like the third perspective. Oh. So where would you say you feel the most foreign? Most foreign? Um, not sure. I think when I was a teenager, I would say Taiwan because I couldn't like, I had the reverse cultural shock right issue going on and everything but now I would say maybe England because I spend least amount of time in England so I don't really understand the culture as much compared to Canada and you know United States so yeah that would probably be and that was your master's I think you said you did in England I did my master and I wasn't when I was in England people thought I was American too (laughs) people were like are you American I'm like no I'm from Canada this is the same problem again. <laughs> I guess that they kind of sound the same in a way. And then I get a lot of, I get people saying, hey, I love your accent. But I was really confused because I thought British people don't like American accents. I don't know. I thought they have, a, they think the English, um, I think they think like their English is the most proper and they think American is like, you know, so I'm not sure why. <laughs> I get that compliment a lot. Like whenever I go, I'm like, okay, that's, that's something new. Uh, that, there's that thing of um, the Queen's English, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, they think that's the proper English. <laughs> so, so on the flip side of that then, where do you feel most, the most at home? I think it would be Canada. I feel most at home, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, go ahead. So to feel at home, what, what does that involve for you? What, what makes a place feel like home? I think for me, it's more like the people. 
like the people around you, like whether or not they understand you. Because the uh, Canadian culture is kind of like a mo mosaic. It's it's like one of those paintings where every single piece can like you can put every single piece together, and they actually become like a puzzle. And when you piece them together, they become a really beautiful portrait. But they don't actually criticize you for being different. So in America, it's, it's about being Americanized, being a, like you have to assimilate into the culture. You have to, the more American you act, the more people will like you. In Canada, they can respect your culture, but they can they can embrace your culture, but at the same time, they can introduce to you, uh, introduce you to theirs, and you guys can actually um, live in har harmony and learn from each other's like differences. So that's something that I really enjoy. So as well, like yeah. And if you could live anywhere, where, where would you choose? I probably would live in Vancouver because I love the weather. I love the weather the most. That's the number one. Well, I guess the number one thing would be the people. The people is like the friendliest and then um, they go out of their way to help you. Like if you're lost and you're asking for directions, they actually, they don't just tell you where it is. They actually take you there. And it's not, and, and I would say Taiwanese people are really friendly as well but they're particularly friendly to foreigners. So it's not, it doesn't really apply to me that much. <laughs> People like you. <laughs> so you would get an advantage there. But for me, it's like, yeah. So I would say I love the weather as well. And then also um, the culture in general is just very uh, chill. People are just very friendly and welcoming. And America, it just feels a little bit more competitive. And it's like everything is about getting ahead and who gets the more fame and popularity, you know, things like that. Yeah, I, I've visited both and I'm, I'm inclined to agree with what you're saying for sure. <laughs> yeah, Vancouver's lovely and it's, it's such a sort of chilled, laid back place and um, geographically beautiful as well, physically beautiful. Yeah, and definitely when you're there, you definitely want to go uh, skiing. And also, um, <laughs> you also want to go skiing and ice skating. <laughs> One of the big things that they do there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, mm. with the moves, what what impact would you say that being a TCK has had on your life? Mm. Oh, that's a good question. Well, I think in the beginning when I was growing up, I've gone through a lot, especially a teenager. I had like different episodes of like depression because in the beginning I couldn't find people that are like just like me so I feel like I was left out in the world and then when I was in Taiwan I think back then I was 12 I met a missionary like American missionary couple they told me that oh what you have is called TCK and I can introduce they're a culture kid I can introduce you to some friends so eventually I'm like oh I'm not alone so I get to go to all these like different camps and different like fun places and I get to interact with people just like me. So I learned when I was older, when I became an adult, this is actually a benefit because when you're looking for a job, this is a kind of uh, employees your employers want to look for, like people that are like multilingual and, and you know, and know, know how to like communicate in different like aspects, like when it comes to different cultures, they can like, uh, they can um, articulate their thoughts and be able to communicate well and interact with people from different uh, parts of the world and then also not yeah so uh, job wise you have an advantage not only in the language aspect but also relationship 
like uh, intercultural relationships, how you interact with them. Because, yeah, because sometimes they might be a lot of misunderstanding, you know, people from different cultural backgrounds. So at, when I was growing up, I didn't feel like this was an advantage. But when I was older, I feel like, wow, I, I got, I get so much more you know, out of it. And I can actually share my world travel experience with everybody. So, Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, as you say, cross-cultural communication is becoming increasingly important and such a valuable skill to have. Mm -hmm. Did you find that um, your, your TCK-ness, as I'll call it, has that um, affected your career choices? Yeah, most definitely. <laughs> All my jobs are related to that. So, yeah, so I'm currently like, um, I'm a producer. I have a sh I have a show of, of my own called BTV. So I produce different like the shows are mostly for uh, a global audience, and it has like different genres, like at least eight. And one of them is traveling, and then there's a business related topic, and then different forums I discuss with uh, foreigners. And then I also do ads campaigns for uh, companies, like big big companies, you know, stuff like that. So I think um, a lot of my businesses are like revolved around that and like you know I'm very very uh, excited about that. Nice <clears throat> and you mentioned I think before your your podcast uh, channel yourself so tell me more about that. Oh yeah so my channel is um, it's it's like for a global audience so I one of my uh, shows I sometimes I would I would invite like entrepreneurs philanthropists to my show and they will tell me they will discuss their business success stories to the audience. And then some other shows are a little bit more relatable. So it's like travel stories from third culture kids and their experiences as a TCK. And I've all, recently, I've actually interviewed um, a very famous uh, travel YouTuber. His name is Cody Buffington. He has like four, actually four, 16, like thousand, you know, subscribers mm -hmm. on YouTube. So you guys are free to subscribe to him. And he just has like cool videos of going to places that are very uh, unique and like remote islands, like places that are undis not discovered by anybody. And then mm -hmm. he has, um, so that's something that I do as well. And then in the future, I want to interview like philanthropists, you know, people that are like, like they say like Bill Gates, because I think he's, he's done a great job of donating to, uh, you know, helping out with the poor and then like donating to different uh, organizations in need, you know, so yeah, so a little bit of, you know, things like that. And how would our viewers, how would our listeners um, find your podcast channel? Um, my channel is, um, it's actually called, I guess if you go to Facebook, <laughs> you can Google Bell and Mix Paradise. <laughs> That's the name of the channel. That's one channel, which is based off of, so it's Bell, and then Nick, and then Paradise. And then there's another channel called 360 Travel with OC Bay. This is a, it's just for traveling, yeah. And then when my family travels out, we'll do a special edition on that as well. So there, there's like a, yeah, and then later on, I'm trying to like, I'm gonna update some of the camera equipment to make, make it look more like, to make my video quality like improve. So right now I'm using a Canon camera and also I, I have a 
we have a drone and a 360 camera. We're gonna like implement all that to make the videos more presentable. And you know, yeah. Nice. Um, and I'm also on YouTube, but <laughs> not that many. I'm that's only st I only started it so. <laughs> Okay. Well, so well, my YouTube well. name is called Lazita Lee. So if you type Lazita Lee, you'll find me. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. yeah. So, what what would you say have been some of the the challenges that you've faced with being a TCK? I know you mentioned you, you spoke of the um, reverse culture shock with coming back to Taiwan. What what else has been difficult? Would you say? Hmm. Challenges. <laughs> um, I guess just trying to fit into the culture in general because a lot of people, the school that I went to is just for Chinese students, so they don't know where I'm coming from. But if they knew where you're coming from, they're actually really accommodating. So the people that I met, they don't know where I'm from, so they'll, they'll think, hey, how come your Chinese is so bad? You don't know this. You have to ask me a lot of different terms and concepts and what they mean mm -hmm. so yeah that and also my biggest challenge is I think overall that's just a very minor issue but my biggest challenge is I lost my identity so I do, no longer know who I am because when I was in Canada I was a very bubbly outgoing happy like person but when I was in Taiwan I had to change my entire personality just to fit into the society because people there are very different. They're very conservative. There's a lot of things you can't say. And I guess Canadians and Americans in general, upon meeting you the first time, they would invite you to a birthday party or some kind of event. And they would ask for your number, if you guys get along and you know, add each other's Facebook and mine. But I, in, I guess in Taiwan, they don't have that kind of culture. If you do, do too much of that, people find it like a little bit like too much. So there's a lot of things like little things like that. So in a sense, I feel like I lost myself because I can no longer be myself. I have to be a completely different person just trying to fit in. And then in a sense, I feel like I'm not happy. So, yeah. Yeah, that, so that would probably be the biggest challenge. Yeah. yeah. Identity is a huge one for us, isn't it? Um, so, so how do you answer the, the perpetually difficult question for TCKs of where are you from? um depending on who's asking me if the person asking me is taiwanese i just say i'm from taiwan uh -huh. and if the person asking me is like telling me they're canadian I'm, i just told them i'm canadian as well and then he would tell me which parts and i would just tell him two places and then he's like okay and then if i was like so it really depends on who's who's the one you know doing the asking yeah and sometimes I'll tell them I'm from everywhere. So, <laughs> and what kind of response do you get to that? Um, they'll still try to like dig it out of me, because when I was in in America, my when they're with my husband, they're really chill about it. You say, "Oh, how long have you been here?" And then my husband just says, "All my life," because he's born and raised in America. But mm -hmm. then with me, they'll they're probably not happy with my answer or something. They're just like, "Oh, where are you originally from?" And then I just say, oh, I, I'm from Taiwan, but it's kind of like a half truth in a sense, because I grew up everywhere, so. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 
uses up a number of brain calories, don't you think, having to think of, you know, what's the situation, how to answer each time, what sort of response are you going to get, get back? Yeah. But it um, also has to be managed because you can, you can fit in where, wherever you want. Oh, I, absolutely. I, yeah. You can be in Canada, be in America, and then you get along with people there and you fit in fit right into the culture and then you're in Taiwan you're like oh there's things that they like I know what they like to talk about I'll just talk about that and then you know you get along really well with people here as well yeah for sure so I like to um finish up these conversations on a, a positive note and I'm I'm aware that we've we've nearly been talking for half an hour already the, the time's kind of again um what what would you say is how would you describe the best thing about being a TCK? The best thing? The best thing about being a TCK is you get to meet people from all over the world. <laughs> That's for me. And for me, it's not just meeting them. You actually get to know them on a personal basis. You learn about their culture, their food, what their likes and dislikes, and then, you know, their their family, you know, like the way they live their life. Every, every little thing I'm interested in. And whenever I go traveling, I always want to learn about the natives, like how they live their life and their family tradition and customs. So the best thing for me is just meeting people. Yeah. And then you get to travel a lot more. That would be another benefit as well. Yeah. Let's um, hope these travel restrictions are lifted before too long. Currently recording in COVID times. Yay. I hope we do. We hope so. So right now, where are you living at? Are you? Um, I'm I'm based in London, UK, so it, it's been oh, okay. pretty quiet there at the moment. Yeah, but, I love the weather there. <laughs> Way better than Midlands, where we live. Yeah, it, it's summer, and in, in the south, it's uh, certainly a little warmer down there. Yeah, uh, you guys don't rain as much, and it doesn't snow as much as well. <laughs> no, it, it's pretty mild, really. Um, but I mean, I, I've spent a considerable time in my life in warmer climates, so I, I do tend to feel the the winters. I, f I find them a bit long. Oh, amazing! Thank you so much for your time today. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Thank you too. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thanks for listening to People Like Us. If you'd like to join an online community full of people like us, hop over to Facebook and search for People Like Us. You'll find my group and you're very welcome to join us.